On this episode of Aka Education, Justin speaks with Laura Saggers and members of Squad Harmonics, an award-winning a cappella training academy based in Los Angeles. From being featured on social media to competing against professional groups in the Aka Open, the squad has had an eventful year. Let's get ready. It's time for some Aka Education. Everybody, it's Justin Glodish with episode 41 of the Aka Education Podcast. And this week is uh let's just say it, it's freaking awesome. Um, because I have here with me the creator and founder of Squad Harmonics and members of the Squad Harmonics or the Squadlings as uh as they're called. I have here with me Misha, I have Lauren, I have Sydney, I have Elise. Who's hiding on me? Simone. There she is. And I have Queen Laura, as she calls herself. Uh, Miss Laura, she is the uh, director of Squad Harmonics, and she is the owner and founder of Laura Jean Music Academy. Everybody, welcome to the Aka Education Podcast. Thank you for Thank having you. us, Justin. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, Laura Jean Music Academy is uh, based in Los Angeles, and it's a training academy for young musicians just looking to, you know, expand um, their musical expertise in, you know, piano, voice, whatnot. Um, but a few years ago, uh, the Music Academy started what is known as Squad Harmonics, which is a year-round, here again, year-round acapella training academy. Um, something that I wish that I had in high school and um, when I was younger as well. But uh, Laura, I have to ask you, what, where did the, the passion come to create this year-round acapella academy? Uh, well, it started off from me having private lessons for my private students. And we, the school that I've started is very much performance-based. And so we have a lot of performances. They'd have their biannual performances. We'd also have um, farmer's market performances for those that are getting really good. And then um, they would have local musical theater things that they would audition for and they would get the roles, but then that was it. And so I was surprised that there was nothing around that could really progress these kids that were working their little butt cheeks off and there was nothing. And it it was shocking because we're in LA. So people come here for their dreams of being in the music industry and yet, there's nothing available for the youngsters to really sink their teeth into. So I wanted to create something that was a little bit more difficult. And we had tried acapella in one of our recitals. We'd never practiced together as a group. We just, I taught them their part in their lessons and then brought them together for, for a couple sessions. And we realized immediately how, A, how hard that is, um, how much teamwork it took, and also that we really need to be doing this on a permanent basis if we're actually going to pull off more advanced songs and it kind of exploded from there. Nice. And now uh, I'll start with Misha. What, what has the experience been like for you uh, being a part of Squad Harmonics? Um, I, I love it so much. It's on one hand, I just, I love singing and this gives me an opportunity to do it so often and to a level where I feel I've progressed to. Um, and secondly, 
the friendships I've made here and the people I've met, like all the people here, and there are so many more are irreplaceable. And it's, it's just amazing that we're all part of this same group together and that we all have a similar ability and love to do this. How about you, Lauren? Um, yeah, well, squad harmonics has meant so much to me um, in so many different ways in um, like a social way and then also um, like a musical way. I've, I have these friends that I wouldn't trade for anything, a group of people that I uh, feel really understand me and we also share, um, we have something in common. Um, but also musically, I feel like I've grown so much because of squad um, I used to be really pitchy because I'm a soprano, so I have to sing high, but I also have to sing quietly because, um, or controlled because, um, we're at the, the harmonizing volume. And I had a lot of trouble with just singing on the right notes. Um, and I just, mm. I noticed how much my voice has grown, um, since I started squad harmonics and also how much more of a knowledge I have about, um, not only music theory, but music genres, um, because of the other things that squad teaches us, like songwriting, um, and also the business side of music. Wow. That's a lot. Uh, Sydney, how about you? I really love squad. And like everyone else has said, I really cherish friendships that I've made here. I think we're all kind of like a little family, you know, we don't fight and compete with each other and we all get along really well, which is nice. Um, it's very musically challenging, which I absolutely love. Like, it's perfect for me. I love that so much. And I just love acapella. I've always been sort of fascinated with it. And so to have the chance to be able to actively be a part of it was just so incredible. And Elise, how about you? Yeah, I mean, like everyone else has said, it's been great getting to meet people with this same interest as me. And like Laura said, there's really like nothing like it. Like I'm in school choirs and like musical productions, but it's not the same skills you're learning. And I think that like acapella has just really challenged me as a vocalist. Like Lauren said, like I'll listen back on old recordings of myself singing. And it's just like insane to think just how much my voice has grown because of squad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Simone, how about you? Oh my gosh, I don't know what else to say. Um, everyone's pretty much covered it. Um, it's just been amazing to make all of these friends who all love singing as much as I do. And yeah, I feel like I've really grown as a singer. And as a group, we've all just progressed. And it's just really cool. And I just have so much fun. That's awesome. And one of the things I, I'm going to point out to your website here, squadharmonics.com. One of the things that I love about your website is you go right and right on the top of the page or what is squad. It's a very first year round acapella training academy dedicated to young vocalists age eight to 17, but right underneath it, my favorite part, think pro soccer, but for singers, it's an education, a team, a family. I, I laugh at that. Um, partly because um, my younger sister was actually a softball player, um, but did the travel league year round. 
And that's where our family were, was on every weekend, you know, and she was at practices four or five times a week. So I totally get that mindset. And I love that there is this option for singers. Now I know that there's, there's a couple of, um, you know, academies that usually happen over the summer, like camp acapella, acapella academy, you know, those things there. Um, but those are only like a week or two weeks long over the summer, not this year long thing that you Laura have put together. And I, I love, I love the enthusiasm of each person. And I love what they're telling me that they're not just getting, you know, this acapella training, they're learning about songwriting, they're looking, learning about the music business aspect of it. There's so much more to what is being taught here. So Laura, where did your um, experience uh, come from? Uh, as a musician? Okay. Yeah. Um, I started off hardcore <laughs> classical on piano. Uh, and I started, I, I was humming along at the age of five and my parents were like, don't do that. That doesn't sound good. Let's stick with piano. I came from a family that, were, that just had no idea how to um, embrace a musical being into the world. So they were just like, okay, the mm. piano sounds good. Let's continue with that. Let's, let's cut out on that singing because that's not, no one wants to hear that. And, but when I get to about 18, night 17, 18, I had my piano teacher was like, I think you should, I think you should do singing. It's kind of, you're in tune. Why? Why not go for that? So, but I feel like there was nothing like what we've been trying to create because being able to take a kid and be like, actually, your your melody is actually okay. That people will listen to them going, oh, you're pitchy. Oh, that means you should never sing. It's like, no, 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 no. You you can train anyone to sing. They just need to want to. Um, so I did right. not, uh, nothing but classical up into the age of 18, and I started teaching to put myself through college, and I loved it. We started doing recitals, and then I started teaching singing. I came over, I'm originally from England, though I know there's no accent, and then I came over from England, popped myself over here, uh, and then found all these opportunities that you will find in L.A. if you are a hustler, um, and you won't find them if you sit on your butt and wonder why the world hasn't handed you many things. So those experiences I very much try to push onto students because that mentality that kids will get into going, they'll see some, they'll see, you know, TikTokers or they'll see famous people and they go, oh yeah, I want to do that. I go, okay, cool. Do you know how much hard work that is? Do you know honestly how much work mm -hmm. that's going to take? Let's have a reality slap. Um, and if by the end of your education, you really still want it, then we know you want it. Your parents know you want it. Everyone's going to want to invest in you taking that dream as opposed to getting to 18 going, oh my God, I totally want to be famous. Or I want to be a singer having zero concept of what that means and then wasting a perfectly good degree opportunity or further education and then regretting it, which I've met so many musicians now that they don't have anything as a backup that they weren't told about how hard it's going to be. And they've been bitter for many years and yeah. so I just don't want that from my babies um so our teachers are are all industry sing singer songwriters they're all the younger the younger ones are trying are still straight out of college with business degrees in music so they're able to sit there and be like hey mm -hmm. this is what we've been told this is the new updated version of music business because it's constantly changing um so I think learning about all that type of stuff gives them a well-rounded understanding of the industry so that they can make the right decision when they get to the end of high school about whether or not they want to continue it. And some of us are continuing it. So we definitely have like people like Johanna that was one of our, um, our uh, we're calling her a lieutenant, voice lieutenant. She's uh, 17 and helps out with squad and she definitely wants to do it. And 
this has allowed her to make that decision. We may have some squadlings here that are doing it for the love of it, and we'll, we'll leave with some amazing memories, but we'll go off and be an architect like Misha wants to do, or like a vet like mm-hmm. Simone, and that's perfectly fine because they'll, they'll be able to maintain these memories and still have a really good founding of music knowledge. Right. I love the philosophy that you brought up there, you know, just really teach them from the get go, like, this is work, this is hard work, you know, and we're actually approaching, we're we're in the realm right now where colleges are now graduating, you know, we have college graduations. And over the next month, we're going to have high school graduations, where you're going to see a lot of these students bring themselves out into the real world or, or pursue college degrees. But, you know, some of these students who are musically talented, might push for you know, something bigger, but might not understand everything that goes around it. And you use the term bitter. And I, like, I know people as well who have the same feeling that like, oh, what I could have been or, or, you know, and not realizing the amount of hard work that it takes to, to become successful. Now, one of the things that I, I first saw squad harmonics, I don't know if anyone else has, um, throughout this pandemic, there's been a lot of new things that have sprouted up like this podcast and one of my favorite things that's popped up is from uh, John Krasinski, who's uh, one of my favorite actors from The Office. Um, he put out some good news. And uh, I remember watching one week and I saw this, like all these young kids just start singing this intro. And I was like, who are these people? And it was you. It was Squad Harmonics. And uh, they sang the intro to some good news. And I thought it was beautifully done and phenomenal. Um, Lauren, what was that experience like? Um. That experience, whoa. Um, so a lot of these things that kind of happen like that, we've had a few other opportunities that are a little bit similar. They kind of all happen in a blur. And then you sit back mm-hmm. after and you're like, whoa, did that really just happen? Um, over the pandemic, it'll happen like Laura or Laura saw uh, John, John Kaczynski's show. She texted it on the group chat. She's like, oh my God, you guys, you should watch this. It's some good you know, positive vibes for these tough times. We watched it. We loved mm-hmm. it because, you know, he's John Kaczynski. Um, and mm-hmm. and then Laura had an idea. She was like, what if we did a theme song for him? And he probably won't see it, but it's still, like, really cool and something fun to do over the pandemic. And in about 30 minutes, she had rec- she'd um, arranged um, and composed a theme song recorded all the parts and sent it to us and she was like guys go learn this and record it and have it in by tomorrow um so we did that <laughs> she does that a lot um it was like 30 seconds of a theme song we, were, we learned it we recorded it and uh they, they sent us the recording back um in about 20 hours and they were like okay guys go film this go film this with your phones so that we can make it into like a little music video um so we filmed it and posted it and um about a day later uh laura again texted us and said you guys oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god john krasinski just like retweeted our video or whatever and he said oh it's so amazing and, and she was like they might he might put it on his next on his next I, next episode he might he might and then um a few days later it was on and it had i don't know a couple million views um so that's crazy yeah it all happened so quickly that it was almost hard to comprehend but it was still just the work you know the usual work learning singing filming acting performing and then it's kind of out of your hands and you just enjoyed 
the ride. So, yeah. Mm. So in a week's time, you basically just shot into, you know, I mean, you're already, you know, very talented, a very popular group as it is, but now you got this, this guy who, you know, his claim to fame is, is making weird faces at a camera for how many seasons on the office. Right. And, you know, now he's doing a lot of great things and he puts you on his show. Just that's, that's crazy. And I I love how you said, oh yeah, she just, you know, she sends us, we need it back in a a day. You know, in the, like, I love the work ethic. If I had my students do that, be like, um, they'd be like, I need a week, you know? Um, But again, you, you have that work ethic, that drive, you all are auditioned into this group, you know, and it's, it's a big deal. Um, So kudos to you for actually getting it done and, you know, having that work ethic and that drive. Now that leads me to ask the questions about um, your, your rehearsals, you know, and what your rehearsals look like. So uh, Sydney, do you want to take me into the, um, the world of a typical squad rehearsal? Sure. So I think that our squad rehearsals kind of go differently now that we're able to see each other more and sort of distance and sing through our masks together. Mm-hmm. So outside, we do that. And what that looks like is we're singing, we're working on our pieces, and we're really fine-tuning. It's mostly the singing. And then for our current online portion, you know, we have some singing, we have some learning, we have some games. It's all very well-balanced. And we get into music theory and a lot of the other things that we were talking about that we mentioned earlier, like, you know, music business and all that. Uh, yeah. And before COVID, it was sort of the same thing. And, you know, it's just been an amazing ride. We, I love it so much. <laughs> nice. And uh, Misha, if you could just uh, explain to me, like, how, how many days do you typically rehearse as a group? And what's, uh, what's the um, required, not I don't want to say required hours, but how many hours do you put forth um, in rehearsals and performances with squad? Yeah, so it kind of depends. For us, we're all at like a a higher level. So we're, before we started going back in person, we were four hours a day, uh, 2.30 to 6.30 on Saturdays. And now that we're back in person for a portion of it, the Olive Squad, including like the younger kids, we all do um, 10.30 to 12. Mm -hmm. And then later in the day, just the older squad, goes to a park and does it for two hours, four to six in person. Nice. So it's still about a four hour commitment. Um, but, you know, before COVID, there were also performances and twice a week we do um, 30 minute online theory classes mm-hmm. just to make sure that we can like get up to sight reading so that she can hand us sheet music and be like, hey guys, go learn this, have mm-hmm. it in by tomorrow, like Lauren was saying. Yeah. Um, and so it's all kind of to get us up to that point. And uh, Simone, the music theory portion of it, um, what are some of the things that y'all do in, uh, in your music theory portion of your, your practices, your rehearsals? Well, um, we do lots of stuff. Like, um, I think, well, we learned a couple months ago. I don't know. I'm losing track of time, but anyway. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost summer. We're, yeah. we're all losing track of time. Yeah, so yeah. we learned, um, or I guess reviewed uh, key signatures, and we also do chord identification, that kind of thing, sevens, mm-hmm. and also sight reading factory, and there's a ton of levels on uh, that that Laura yes. has created. 
And we have a couple levels. Um, I don't know if we're changing the names of them, but yeah, there's all these levels that you have to pass in order to be in the higher groups. And yeah, mm-hmm. we're just chipping away at that right now. That's cool. And Elise, um, in terms of like songs, like how many songs do you typically run in a rehearsal? Um, well, we've just started going back to in-person rehearsals because I'm sure you know it's very difficult to sing together online. Um, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Yep. <laughs> uh, in these in-person rehearsals, I think we've had like two so far. Um, we're running, I think it's like about three songs and really just going through like measure by measure because we've learned all of these like over quarantine. So we haven't really been blending and like working on our voices mm-hmm. in person like oh, like, I have to pull back here or, like, got to sing louder here. So, yeah, the, the pretty much, I think it's, like, three songs per rehearsal. Okay. That's cool. And um, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, the uh, Varsity Vocals just uh, recently finished their uh, tournament season with the ICHSA, the ICCA, and the ACA Open, which uh, is fairly new, but it's open to groups of all shapes and sizes. And Squad actually placed third in uh, the ACA Open West semifinals um, and had a very strong showing. Their video was immaculate. It was done very well. Um, And I'm actually going to post the link um, to some of their videos on the episode description. So you can really check these, uh, check this group out and just see how amazing they truly are. Um, so I want to get into, um, back to Laura, because uh, a lot of the students here have mentioned, uh, as far as arranging is concerned, you handle most of that. Um, have any of the students handled any arranging or is it mostly um, most of you and um, some of the other teachers that you have at the academy? I will definitely say I'm not doing arranging. Oh. I only did the one, uh. the one that... Did the, I mean, I can, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't, I want it to be a family. I want it. So we've, we've, it started off by just myself and, um, Parker, who's, who wore many, many hats mm-hmm. and over COVID because we had to go online, we were like, great, we can, we can now bring in more teachers. Cause we would have 25 kids online and nor in like schools would have one teacher and they're losing their mind. We had six, five. So we would have five teachers for 25 kids so that we were able to, you know, go into our little our little section. So those new teachers coming in, um, they've been doing a lot of the arranging. They're straight out of college that know who are have come from competing and very, very, very well established um, a cappella competing mm-hmm. um, groups. So a lot of them have been composing or arranging for their groups. And so we, I do definitely hand out the arranging. Um, and it's really nice because we can get different styles. Um, and then, um, yeah, what was the rest of the question? Oh, no, no. That, that, that was just uh, have the students um, done any, like, organic type of arranging in uh, rehearsals or... We haven't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that they're not capable. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's we're at that stage where we're still learning in our music theory. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've only really been doing a cappella for two years, so they're definitely getting there. Um, Sydney, I think, out of all of these guys, you're the oldest here, right? Fifteen. Yeah. So Sydney's fifteen. So I think once you get to fifteen, you can probably start working because you they'll have all those all those. Um, that foundation to start working on it but we're so relatively new that we haven't really been able to start embracing mm-hmm. that because we've had to teach all the other stuff before songwriting however we definitely have and so the song that came third was written by one of our squadlings wow that's impressive i like that that's awesome so you actually have three different levels of uh 
of squadlings. You have a junior squad, senior squad, and performance squad. So how does that? We're about to change it. So oh, I know. Good. I, I would know. love to hear this. Okay. That's fine. We we do have because we. I think we've changed it like three times, but three times now because of COVID. So mm-hmm. it was all to do with like what, how much you're going to be performing. The whole point of squad was a for the team aspect, and with teams, it was supposed to be like if it's soccer, you'd have like a match every weekend. We would have a gig every weekend, or we would have a show, right. and then we would analyze the show after and be like, all right, cool, that worked, that didn't work. Um, so that's always been the the go-to idea. Then COVID hit. We're like, well, I guess we're gonna just scrap that idea and not. Mm-hmm. Now we do music videos and all that some fun stuff. Moving forward, um, when we when we start back in September, we have what we're gonna call our squad academy levels, which are your education and vocal ability aspects. And there's gonna be five of them, um, which range. They'll include your music theory, your sight reading, and um, vocal tests. Um, to test what you're capable of doing. And depending on what level you are in those will depend on what you're eligible for a commitment in which squad. And there'll be performance squad, which will be varsity squad and JV squad. And then you'll have junior and senior. So if you're doing performance, it means that you're committing to your team. It means you sign up for the whole semester. Um, Mm -hmm. What solos you get are your solos for the entire semester. And you're agreeing that I'm, this is, it really has to be your main thing that you're committing to, um, right. just too much work. And once you are, JV will be taught the songs in class and they will have one show per month, whereas Varsity, which these these little squadlings are a part of, they have to learn the song completely on their own independently, turn up the next week with the song learned, ready to go with dynamics and um, choreography um, so that we can really go to town with it. And they have a show every other weekend. So. Yeah. It's minimum of eight shows per semester, and it'll be every weekend in December for holidays, the holiday set. That's impressive. It's fun. Again, I I wish, I wish I had something. I like do this. too. <laughs> I mean, you know, all it, think the same. We're like, mm, man. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, it's, it, it takes it really takes you know us to really push forward the things that we wanted when we were younger to be able to to do that, and that you're you're making me want to start this over here in new york i'm not, I'm not gonna lie yeah. I'm like I'm, I'm like really debating it right now you know um so a lot of the things that we've been talking about has been dealing with the fact that we've been dealing with covid for the past 15 months and everyone has had to change how they approach you know teaching and how we've approached singing in general you know for me like my students finally were able to come back in five days a week about three weeks ago in person, we were doing hybrid learning where they were only in for like two days a week or fully online or whatever. And now with the new CDC guidelines, being only six feet apart and being able to sing, it's it's been nice to hear what my, I teach sixth grade. So it's been nice to hear what my sixth graders have been able to do. So I kept my question, I'll ask um, all the young, uh, the young folks here, just what is your hope? Cause it seems to be like, it seems that everything is slowly on the up and up here that, you know, once all this is said and done, what is one of the big things that you're hoping to see Squad Harmonics accomplish um, when, you know, masks can be lifted and and this, that, and the other thing? So, Elise, what is one big thing that you hope for Squad Harmonics? Well, I really hope that we can do more performances because performing live is just so much fun like the energy when you're on stage and you can like look over at the other people and everyone's just having such a great time like we started to kind of do that like 
um, before the pandemic and everything got shut down. Like we performed at Disneyland once, and that was just mm. such such a great memory. So I'm I'm just really excited to go back to performing and hopefully have like more opportunities to do it. Nice. How about you, Misha? Yeah, kind of building off what Elise said, the performing aspect was the main thing that was kind of taken away from us during COVID. And mm -hmm. those in-person interactions when we're all like, you know, kind of on a same level with a little bit of anxiety um, because of the audience watching us. And it's just super duper fun. And yeah, the performances and in-person rehearsals, which have been helping us, you know, drill down our blending and all that kind of stuff was just irreplaceable. And mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to getting back to that again. Yeah, I hear you. How about you, Simone? Oh my gosh, I mean, the same thing everyone's been saying. The one thing we couldn't do was performing. So I'm really looking forward to that. Although I'm kind of afraid because we haven't really done any live performances in over a year. Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, it'll be fine. It's great she fun. says you'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I hope so. I it's mean, I, I have faith in my fellow squad members, and I'm really excited to do that again. Excited and nervous, but good. yeah. <laughs> hey, use those nerves for good, all right? Trust me, it'll be good. Sydney, how about you? Well, basically, the same things that everyone's been saying definitely performances. And I also definitely love those little moments we have before and after performing, whether it's little group practices we do together or hanging around the venue and just getting ready together. Um, I also really do miss when we would um, record together and film our music videos together because that was really fun. You know, I think I miss a lot of the social aspect of what we did. Mm -hmm. And Lauren, what about you? Well, again, I'm really excited for performing, but more specifically, I think that um, even over the pandemic, we um, we had to work on a bunch of different skills that we probably wouldn't have if not for the pandemic. Um, and I think we thought that once we got back together and we're finally singing in unison for the first time in over a year that we would sound horrible because it's been such a long time. You know, we forgot what it's like to have to, you know, listen to other people sing. Um, but I don't, we kind of didn't realize that we'd actually grown so much over the pandemic and we sounded a lot better than expected. So I'm really excited to see um, like where our new strengths and accomplishments will take us. I think also that now we're older, we'll have, um, more options for different venues to perform at to kind of like expand our reach and mm -hmm. yeah i'm just really excited to um get even deeper in the music community yeah you know and you bring up a great point and it's been mentioned on on the podcast with a lot of the um other guests that we've had that a lot of people have taken the time to learn a lot of new skills over the past year um by 
whether they were forced to, you know, like a lot of music teachers all of a sudden became, you know, uh, Geek Squad, you know, from Best Buy and, and you know, they're, they're doing, uh, you know, IT work with their kids. Why isn't your camera working? Hold on. Is your, you know, like all those things and learning new programs um, and, and, and stuff like that. Um, those are now in your back pocket. That's like part of your toolkit that you can use to become even more successful. I think that's one of the silver linings of everything that's happened over the past year and a half is that you all now have become even more well-rounded in what you are capable of doing. Um, and, and Laura, I'll leave the last question to you here is what is, what is your hope with what you see this group accomplishment accomplishing in the next year? Um, not going to say performance because it was literally talking about, like, I think it, it's, it's more of the, the fact that we're able to take on much, much harder songs. Um, mm. I, it's not that I don't have full faith in my babes. Um, I thought we were going to sound like trash on the first track. We all did because theoretically you should have done. We haven't been singing in harmony. We've been having, you know, practice tracks, which really doesn't mm -hmm. guarantee anything. It's a lot right. easy when you've got someone singing your part to sit there and crank out a, a, a part. Doesn't mean you memorize it. Certainly doesn't mean you can't sit there and blend it with someone else who's singing in your ear a completely mm -hmm. different harmony. And they knocked it out the park on the first row. Oh, I'm going to get tearful. They knocked it out of the park. I was like, oh my God, guys, guys, oh, we have potential back. This is amazing. Yeah. And so we've been able to dig really, really deep. Um, and the competitions that we've been entering, we've done quite a few. We had Deke Sharon come in. We um, asked him to come mm -hmm. in and um, do a master class with us. And he came in and talked about his experience in the industry. And it's really awesome. Um, we had uh, his, he had a, a company in Australia that he's associated with that they did an analysis of our, one of our videos at the very beginning of COVID. And they're like, um, okay, so you sound pretty decent, but you lack any form of like um, ability to put across emotion on camera. So we took that to heart and was like, cool, great, that we weren't offended. We were like, awesome, that's something we need to work on next. Um, and so we did that. And then I think we, we, on our next award, we got told how good that was. It was like, cool, can I check? What else, guys? And so then um, I think it was Varsity Vocals came back and said, I think you need to work on dynamics. I'm like, great. So that was the next thing we're now working on is trying to get us to the stage that we can compete at these big, like, I'd love us to go to Varsity Vocals actually in person. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. It was a huge honor to get accepted into it in the first place. And the fact that we were in the open against professional groups was a little nuts um yeah. because we couldn't we couldn't be in the high school group because we're not associated with a particular high school um right. so we were up against people that get paid for this and you guys came third and i'm sitting there going um okay so it's been really motivating and the whole community has been so warm and welcoming and lovely um mm -hmm. that it's really helped us push um for me i'd love to see squad do more of these competitions um I'd love eventually for there to be more squads in different towns. I think this needs to not just be an LA thing. And I'd love people if people are wanting to do this, then like you, you know, be like, hey, what do you do? I'd be like, please let me help you because I would love to make this a thing. If this was what I had when I was younger, I would have been a part of it a thousand percent because it's not just a great education for voice. It's the friendships and and the fact that these artistic kids are being able to get to do a team aspect but with the thing that they love which is singing which just isn't on offer so right. i'm hoping that we can help expand that so that more kids can get to do it who don't you know not necessarily live in la 
Absolutely. And, you know, not for nothing, it's only been really, what, two, three years since squad started. And they're already, you know, got that third place finish at the Aqua Open uh, in the West uh, semifinals. They've already won, uh, what, best runner-up, or runner-up for best high school at the uh, Acapella Video Awards, uh, winner for best R&B video for stand-up, uh, best collaboration for, like, they're winning awards and they've really only been together for a very short amount of time. You know, it's 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 nuts and it's it's fantastic and it's, it's what we need to see. We're starting to see, you know, I, I mean, for me, when I was in high school, there weren't that many acapella groups. There was a lot of show choirs and glee clubs, Yeah, you know, and then when you got to college, um, you know, when I was in college, there was more collegiate acapella, but it was still like not as strong, you know, like I grew up watching where in the world is Carmen San Diego, watching rockapella, you know, and, um, but now it's like acapella groups are like Starbucks. They're popping up left and right. You turn around, it's like, oh, there's another one right there, you know? So there's, there is a want and a need in the acapella community and it seems to be continually going younger and younger like my middle school students um you mentioned your third place finish my students competed in the ichsa last year as one of two middle school groups against all these high school groups and they placed third in their um in their quarterfinal and the other middle school group placed second and like they were going to go on into the next round and then COVID kind of said, sorry guys, you can't. But you know, the fact that we were competing against high school groups and we had that feeling that we belong. And that's what I expect to see from, from your group in the next couple of years is not just with varsity vocals, but like being a part of, you know, the Los Angeles acapella festival when that goes live again, and just all these and getting you all the travel too, and you'll come to New York, you know, be a part, you know, go to the city, you know, just, take in those experiences i think that's going to be huge and i'm sorry i'm getting all i'm getting all excited about it because i just know that like oh i think if we're able to do it so many more other kids are going to get to do it i think it's just Mm -hmm. it wasn't popular because it wasn't available and a lot of music teachers weren't aware that they could teach acapella because we yes we have auditioned the kids have to audition to get into it um, and with schools, when people go like, well, why aren't the schools doing it? It's like, well, because you may have two good singers in a school. You don't necessarily mm-hmm. guarantee unless you're promoting yourself as an art school. You can right. guarantee, and, and acapella is hard. So I do remember when we um, we were doing questionnaires on the parents on the first show that we did, one of the parents was like, um, they tell me this is hard. I don't, I don't know what's hard about it. It's like, okay, it is really hard um, to yeah. sing acapella, which is why it's normally left to the high, the older high school kids and um, the college kids. But with the fact that we have these like uh, these levels that you have to get through, it helps you so much to be able to hear and train. And then the, the songs that we pick are, you know, the younger ones, not younger ones, the newer ones to acapella will have a three-part harmony and that's it, just for them mm-hmm. to get on top of it. Whereas then you get these guys who are doing... Um, what was it? Six part harmony with five, four time for mission impossible. That comes out uh, this weekend. Um, that, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was hard. <laughs> and we, I handed that to them. They went, Oh heck no. When I went, no, that's not going to happen. And it, it did. And you guys did it. It took a while, but we got there. And so now yeah. we're able to take that and then move on. But I'm hoping like more, if the more that they do, the more other kids their age are going to be like, Oh, this is actually really cool. And other teachers yeah. will get on board and realize that it's possible. Absolutely. This has been a blast. I, I'm 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 so glad that I finally like we've been actually playing 
email tag for a couple of weeks and finally had the opportunity to talk. And I'm so glad you brought some of the squad members with you uh, to be able to talk to them and, and just, just pick their brains a little bit too. So I'm going to go down the list here. I got, we got Laura, Elise, Lauren, Simone, Sydney, Misha. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Aka Education Podcast. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is Justin from the Aka Education Podcast here to tell you about Anchor. Anchor is what I use to create these podcasts and let me tell you, it's free. Uh, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And the beauty of it is we'll distribute the podcast for you. So I can record on Anchor and it's going to send it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all these other places as well. And I love that I can make money from this podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That does it for episode 41 of the Aka Education Podcast. Thank you very much to Laura, Sydney, Misha, Lauren, Elise, and Simone from Squad Harmonics for joining me this week. Be sure to check out all of their stuff at squadharmonics.com. Find them on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all over social media. They're fantastic. Be sure to check out the links in the episode description for resources from this week's episode. Follow the podcast on social media at Aka Ed Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And follow me, Justin Glodish, at OfficialJGlow on TikTok and Twitter. If you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're found on Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. New episodes are released every Wednesday. You can also now tune into the podcast on Acaville Radio, Acaville.org. If interested in supporting this podcast with a monthly donation, go over to anchor.fm slash podcast to do so. And if you ever have any questions about the podcast, suggestions on future guests, please email me at akaedpodcast at gmail.com or leave a voice message on the Anchor website. From the Aka Education Podcast, I'm Justin Glodish. We'll talk soon.